I'm Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newcomer. And we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we share accessible adventures to help you explore like a local. In this episode, we're talking about building an epic Colorado bucket list in 2021. And specifically, we're sharing what is on our bucket list this year. Back in 2020, we did publish a Colorado bucket list episode um, where we talked about the things we wanted to accomplish that year. But this year, we have some other destinations on our list and kind of wanted to revisit it because obviously last year was a totally unexpected year and we weren't able to accomplish everything that we wanted to do. One thing to note, though, if you're just visiting or recently moved to Colorado, we definitely recommend considering taking, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months even to acclimate to the weather and the altitude here. Living at high altitude is much different than sea level, and you may get altitude sickness if you attempt to do too many of these things too fast before acclimating. And it even goes so far that uh, if you're like are living at Denver, you know, the mile high city, and you go up to some place that has even like higher elevation, like if you go over Loveland Pass and then right over into like Breckenridge or something, it's even higher up in the sky. So it's even possible from you coming from Denver to get elevation sickness in Breckenridge. So do just keep that in mind. The first thing on our list is Rocky Mountain National Park, and it is without a doubt a very iconic destination here in Colorado and deserves to be on everyone's bucket list. The landscape is super rugged and very expansive with over 265,000 acres of land. You're bound to see a ton of wildlife here no matter what time of day really. We've seen deer and moose and elk, and you could even see black bears and cougars. It's pretty wild and unkempt, and it is very rugged, like I said. And in the summertime, it's very lush with beautiful green trees and rolling hills. And in the winter, it's covered in layers of white snow, and you can really see some of the animals thrive. Within the park is Trail Ridge Road, which is a paved road that takes you up 12,183 feet, which is quite a bit above the tree line and you'll get amazing views of the surrounding areas and the cities below, so be sure to bring your camera. The cool thing about Rocky Mountain National Park is it's so close to Denver. It's it's really just like in its backyards. It's so it's so accessible and it's so easy to see just how like truly immense and rugged like you said the Rocky Mountains are. So one thing to mention about that Trail Ridge Road that you had just said, that one that goes up 12,000 feet, um, it will be closed in the winter time for probably pretty obvious reasons. Up next is Drive Through Garden of the Gods, and Gardens of the Gods is one of the most photographed and Instagrammable places in Colorado, and it's actually totally free. Uh, the park is home to stunning rock formations with more than 1,300 acres of trails for hiking, biking, and horseback riding. You can also take just a slow drive through the park on the one-way paved road. Lots of places to stop, get out to explore, and take some pictures. Uh, we recommend checking out the Nature or Visitor Center for a free tour of the museum and kind of like interesting history that reaches back literally hundreds of thousands of years. And then you can walk out onto the balcony and see some of the most breathtaking views of the Rocky Mountains and particularly Pikes Peak right behind it. The next thing that's on our bucket list is to hike to the Breckenridge Troll. Yep, if you didn't know already, Breckenridge has a troll problem, but it is a good one, as this 15-foot wooden sculpture is expertly crafted by a Danish artist named Thomas Danbo. Isaac Hartstone is what the troll is named and is located just southeast of downtown Breckenridge near the Illinois Gulch Trailhead. You can find him along the appropriately named Trollstigen Trail. Try and say that 10 times fast. The trail is considered easy to moderate difficulty and goes on for about 1.25 miles. 
Isaac Hartstone was originally built as part of the annual Breckenridge International Festival of Arts, and the artist Thomas Danbo is known worldwide for bringing awareness to recycling and upcycling by building these epic sculptures and amazing artistic items out of what we would consider trash. It's a really cool experience, and it's something that has been home to Breckenridge for several years, although he has moved from place to place. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm excited to see in person. Now, up next on our list is something that's right in our backyard, and that's the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo. Uh, the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo definitely makes it onto our bucket list this year, since it was voted the sixth best zoo in the country in 2019. This is one of the only zoos in America that is actually built into the side of a mountain, and it actually takes like quite a bit of walking and a good amount of hiking to actually see everything and all of the exhibits they have there. It was originally founded in 1926 by Spencer Penrose to house his growing collection of exotic animals. After he died, he deeded it over to the city of Colorado Springs in 1938 as a public zoo. It offers panoramic views of Colorado Springs below and rustic animal exhibits. It feels like the animals are really like inserted into the environment around them. And because all of their enclosures and everything really have to work with the terrain and like the fact that it's built on a mountain. So it, it feels really rugged and it feels a little bit more natural, I guess. We definitely recommend going up the Mountaineer Sky Ride Gondola, which is just a short chairlift ride up and back down the mountain again. You can stop at the top for photos and let the kids play in the little small play area. Also, it's a really good place to go to the bathroom because there's a bathroom up there, but nobody is actually, not many people are up there at the top. So it's like clean and clear. That's just a side thing. I will say that we go to Cheyenne Mountain Zoo pretty much every year, if not multiple times per year. And we really enjoy this experience every time we go. It never gets old. It's definitely something you should check out. Um, but I did also want to just say really quickly that the Skyride Gondola uh, is an extra cost in addition to the admission that you pay to enter the zoo. Another thing that we're excited to see is the Great Sand Dunes. Now, this is something that I personally have never been to, but you have been to, Ryan, and mm -hmm. when you were younger. But the Great Sand Dunes is a national park and preserve located just outside of Alamosa, Colorado, in the San Luis Valley. The dunes exist here because long ago there was a lake that covered almost all of the valley. But due to climate change, the lake suddenly disappeared and all that was left was lots and lots and lots and lots of sand. <laughs> it's like the desert in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. There are so many things to do when visiting the Great Sand Dunes, including hiking, biking, sandboarding, and sand sledding. It's one of those things that you wouldn't expect to be in Colorado, but it is, and it's a really unique experience. To the west, you'll have like these great big, you know, purple mountains, and then just right there is just a plop of like the Sahara, and that's what it looks like. It's just like giant sand dunes. This is actually where Hollywood actually records quite a few... Uh, of those like desert scenes for movies when they want to do it so they don't have to go like all the way across the world but it is a really really fun thing I know they have it a bit more restricted nowadays when I was a kid it was like free to go anywhere drive your dune buggy up all the sides of them but that is certainly not allowed anymore and it's a much more like serene tranquil place to go I actually would be interested in trying sandboarding since I do snowboarding but I also feel like I'm kind of clumsy so that may be not so fun. Falling in sand mm -hmm. versus falling in snow. I know which one I'd pick. Yeah. One quick fun fact I wanted to share is the Great Sand Dunes are also home to the tallest sand dunes in North America. The Star Dune is over 700 feet tall. That's a lot of sand. And that's a, a lot of like climbing up 700 feet of sand that moves underneath mm -hmm. you. A lot of work. Working out. Up next is you can explore Fluorescent Fossil Bed National Monument. 
The fluorescent fossil bed in National Monument has fields of petrified redwood stumps, some of them getting over 14 feet wide, and thousands of insects and plant fossils. The fossil beds are located just west of Woodland Park, near Colorado Springs, and north of Cripple Creek near Lake George. It is believed that this area used to be an ancient lake bed, making the fossils well-preserved because of the volcanic ash from a nearby volcanic field. It is still an ongoing site for paleontological activity and investigations. In 2019, the National Park celebrated its 50th anniversary and started undergoing an expansion to include more hiking trails. This is another one that is on our bucket list because I've never been there yet because I grew up in Texas and you have been there. And so you're going to kind of take me and show me around. Another bucket list item that we like to do every year is see the Dillon Ice Castles. And they're back for the 2021 winter season, although I will say that the tickets sell out pretty quickly, so you may have a hard time finding them unless they open more dates. These giant ice sculptures are available in only three other cities across the country. And we talk more about this in our Dillon Ice Castles episode if you want to go back and listen to that. The castles are all hand-built by ice artists with thousands of LED lights that give them a glow at night. And they are equally breathtaking during the day as well. We've actually been both times during the day and during the evenings, and it's really a unique experience both ways. You can also find things to do here like going down the ice slides, sitting on the ice thrones, and seeing all of the different sculptures. You can go on weekends during the day or during weekdays at night. The sculptures make for a really awesome place to get some family photos or even like we've seen people get the wedding photos done there or any sort of cool way to capture a family outing. And be sure to wear the right clothing and bring insulated hiking boots or some sort of hiking boots or waterproof boots because I mean this is ice castles. The experience is totally outdoors and it's all made of ice. Next on our list is Cross the Royal Gorge Bridge. Now, the Royal Gorge Bridge is a massive, massive suspension bridge located outside of Canyon City, Colorado, and it's actually spectacular to see. It is also somewhat terrifying, but an amazing experience, and it should definitely be on everyone's bucket list. And in fact, it is the number one bucket list item for people visiting Colorado. It's the tallest suspension bridge in the U.S. at 1,250 feet, at its highest point from the canyon floor. Even though we visited the bridge back in 2018, we are planning to do it again this year. And we will actually be taking a Jeep tour into the canyon, which I'm really excited about. The drive from Colorado Springs or Denver is actually quite pleasant to the area and the valley. It's all covered in the admission price when you go to the Royal Gorge, but the way that we suggest is taking the gondola across the first time. You hop on the gondola and you have really nothing below you. It's a and, glass floor. Yeah. And, and it's can, terrifying. You can see down 1,250 feet and your uh, blood pressure up. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Definitely check it out. Another thing that we enjoy doing every year is to relax in a hot springs pool. Colorado is home to hundreds of hot springs with mineral waters that naturally pop out of the ground. Some of them are open-air spaces that are completely free to visit, while others are enclosed and maintained in a more of a resort-type environment. Either way, though, they are an amazingly relaxing experience, and one of our favorite destinations is the Hot Springs Pool at Glenwood Springs in Colorado. It is home to the largest mineral hot springs pool and produces over 3.5 million gallons of water a day. The resort has upgraded the pool recently with a lazy river ride for the entire family and fountains for kids to play in during the summer months. Another local favorite is Pagosa Springs, which is on our bucket list actually this year, or you can even check out the Dunton Hot Springs Resort. 
This was originally an old mining town where they turned the old buildings into structures for cabins and it has a really nice resort feel. Although you will pay a little bit more of a premium price here compared to some of the other hot springs locations. There's just something about hot springs, especially going in the winter. I love it when it's just like swirling cold snowy air around you, but you're just like toasty warm and 100 degree water. It's just awesome. Next up on our list is check out Mesa Verde National Park. Now this is in southwest Colorado and it's actually quite a remote gem compared to the hustle and bustle of the cities along Colorado's Front Range. Now this national park is home to the largest archaeological preserve in the country with more than 5,000 points of interest in 600 cliff dwellings, which is really what it's known for. And the cliff dwellings are as they sound, literally buildings built into the side of the cliff under overhangs, protected from the weather and everything except for just its one side that it's exposed on. And the cliff dwellings were built and occupied nearly a thousand years ago, but they were abandoned for unknown reasons. And they weren't actually rediscovered by Europeans until the 1800s, despite being many passing through the area, just simply not having the right angle or vantage point to be able to see the dwellings. So they pass right by them unknowing. We recently watched a documentary about Mesa Verde National Park, and I've never been there. It's something I'm really excited to see, but... I guess that scientists don't really know what happened because they used to live on top of the area, like where it was more open space, not down in the canyon area. And that's where they built their open, they had these wide open huts and they didn't have any roofs and stuff like that. And something happened, whether it was like maybe the weather or maybe they had a drought or some sort of, you know, external enemies or something that was coming to them. So they moved to the canyons and built these cliff dwellings there. And then they were only there for a short time, like you said, and then they moved on or something. We're not sure what happened. And the final one on our list is the Crested Butte Wildflower Festival. This event happens in mid-July each year and the wildflowers can be seen from spring all the way to fall. In the summer there are literally endless activities like mountain biking, hiking, fishing, climbing, horseback riding, river rafting, and kayaking. Or if you prefer to visit Crested Butte during the winter, there are plenty of things to do at the time of year as well. You can ski and snowboard, enjoy sleigh and horseback rides, snowshoeing, which is something that we found recently, and ice skating. But the wildflower fields and gorgeous green hills make for a beautiful summer experience and one-of-a-kind photos. Crested Butte is even known as the wildflower capital of the world and has been around since 1986. And one of the coolest things about it is that each time you go, you'll have a different experience. If you go from like one week apart from when you were originally planning to, it'll be completely different than what you expected, just because you'll have certain flowers in bloom and other ones that are going away. It's just, it's really cool to see it anytime. All right, at the end of every show, we like to sum it up with a tip for finding free or affordable activities. This is our frugal on the front range section. A great way to save on some of the bucket list destinations that we've talked about here is to use a site like Groupon. You can head over to groupon.com and browse for the Denver or Colorado Springs areas. We also created a quick shortcut that you can go to at hashtag coloradolife.com Groupon. Here you can filter by locations or type of deals to see if any of the destinations you're planning on visiting have special deals or discounts. Last year we got a Groupon deal for two when visiting Mount Princeton Hot Springs. And in the next few weeks we will be using Groupon deals for discounted lift tickets at Monarch Mountain. We have seen discounts on ski lessons, guided tours, and jeep tours all in Colorado. 
There are literally tons of other destinations you can scroll through and things you can do, so you'll find some really good ideas when making your bucket list this year for ways to save money. All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And to learn more about this episode and the resources we shared, check out our website, hashtag coloradolife.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, we hope you have fun building your 2021 Colorado bucket list.